Welcome everyone to episode 41 of the Hayso Dynamics Matters podcast, your regular sonic dive into the world of Microsoft technology related matters and much more besides. I'm your host, Michael Lonnan, and for today's episode, I caught up with Hayso Managing Director, Adrian McNay. Many of the conversations on the Dynamics Matters podcast highlight how technology is rarely the solution to the challenges organizations face. Rather, it's the people behind it that determine whether it's a success or not. The people choosing the technology, implementing it, and then managing it. Now, as an expert in the area of managed services, I wanted to get Adrian's perspective on how to get more value from the investments in Microsoft technology. So, grab a brew, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Tea or coffee? Tea. How do you have it? Quite with that. Fact or fiction? Fact. Manchester or London? Manchester. I'd be surprised if you said London. When it comes to a role or it comes to a job, what's more important, do you think, education or experience? That's interesting. I think one underpins the other. Good education, then overlaid with the experience. And you can't beat it. You can't beat it. I mean, seriously, I've seen people come in to do jobs and businesses that... uh, have not understood the theory and try to just learn practice on route. Okay. That doesn't work. Failed. You need to understand the theory. Okay. Uh, before you do the practical. And then the experience comes, obviously, okay. with, time, with time. Okay. And what I got you on here for, Adrian, is because I wanted to extract your experience over three decades of experience. Not that I want to indicate your age or anything like that, Adrian. But um question is about getting value getting value from Microsoft investments or investments in Microsoft technology. Now, when it comes to getting that value, it's important to have a good set of managed services to underpin it. Why is that important? Why is managed services important to get success out of your implementation? Well, I think the first thing is it's important to keep the lights on. I mean, companies have made a a major investment initially, invariably in ERP applications, especially at the level that HSO deal with. You know, we're talking multi-million pound, multi-year investments. Um, yeah. That's even before you start to switch the system on. So why wouldn't you want to maintain that system after that massive investment? Yeah, it's about staying current with the technology yeah. uh, that your managed services give you and also harnessing all the new capabilities that continue to come through after the initial implementation as well. Um a big thing for most companies, especially those at PLCs, of course, is ensuring that solution is within the main support window as well. Right. So, you know, you're going to get the break fix service from the from the vendor. And for me, it's important to find a, a proactive partner that can help you with that journey. You know, that journey for a, a good number of our customers is 10, 15, 20 years. Okay. Wow. On that location. Yeah. Do you ever come across, in your experience, do you ever come across organisations that think once the technology is kind of there, we'll just do it ourselves? We can do it ourselves without a problem. We we do. And we do have a few customers that are still in that position where they feel they can be self-sufficient and maintain it. The, real, the reality is that's a, a misnomer. Okay. Because you contrast that with the customers that have moved on and are adopting the new technologies you know, how much better they are performing and how much more agile they are as a business because of the new technologies that are there. We we see that contrast, even if the individual companies don't. So I think is, you know, you look at the fact we've just gone through a pandemic, um, big impact on businesses. There's a good number of businesses, as as we know, unfortunately, have fallen by the wayside. But you look at those businesses that fell by the wayside because they just weren't agile. 
and right. hadn't adopted new technologies. And obviously, more recently, and almost in parallel with the pandemic, the switch from on-premise to cloud yeah. solutions. Yeah. And it's those that adopted those cloud solutions early on, made that investment, are actually the majority have actually survived the uh, difficult trading um, environments and are, as we speak, actually benefiting the most going going forward. I guess also it's not just the vendor, but it's also the partner who is very, very current on the latest technology, on the way to implement, on the way to manage, the way to get the most value out of it, more so than the organisation who has the system in place ever really is going to be because the partner is just closer to the vendor, closer to their technology, closer to the skills that are needed. Absolutely. And um, obviously, as years go by, uh, the broader and more complex is that technology. Mm. And the components, and yeah, you look at barriers to entry. HSO just in the UK employs what more than three hundred staff now. It has to because of the range of technologies that it needs to keep current with and support. You imagine just a single customer trying to invest in that skills and capabilities just to keep the lights on. It's it's not practical, you yeah. know. It's not profitable. So, getting the right partner with those skills, keeping current. But also by hooking up with a partner, you're leveraging economies of scale as well. So yeah. we make the investments, we support a good number of customers, and our customers individually benefit from that investment at a fraction of the cost in reality. Here's an interesting question on that point then, uh, where you mentioned about the variety of technology and why organisations like HSO are growing so quickly. Do you think the variety of, the, of technology is a barrier or is increasingly a barrier because it's so diverse, because you need so many more skills, because, you know, it just, it's so extensive. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I couldn't imagine, I mean, I just I go back 30 years and I can imagine setting up a business where you had your core ERP application and um, some SQL skills. So those are the two main components that you have to look after. So you could get a team of 10 and, uh, you know, become a partner. That is just nowhere near the situation today. You look at, you know, you have core ERP, but you've now got CRM solutions, you've got BI solutions, you've got a multi, multifaceted um, integrations, you've got multiple databases, you've got multiple supply chains, mm. multiple ways of doing e-commerce, etc. I mean, the list just goes Complicated. On. Yes, it is co- complex. And it all has to work in tune with each other yeah. and be maintained and helps support <laughs> with the next greatest new technologies in each of those avenues. When it comes to that kind of managed service and support in such complexity, such a variety, then are all managed services are the same? Are they are they approached in the same way by just different partners or or does it change by nature of the people and, and what's involved? Yeah, I think as I as I think about managed services offerings, there are two Historically, there's been two main categories. Those that are dealing with infrastructure, the tin, you know, just keeping the the memory and uh, and disk storage going. And then there's more like the HSO type of partner, which is more application focused, both in terms of the application itself, but also the integrations that are required. I think there's been a bit of a convergence as things have moved into the cloud naturally uh, between the two. And we do things, We, you know, for instance, HSO has introduced a whole new services, managed services around what's called operational support, probably areas that we would never have been involved with five, ten years ago. And some of that is very much similar to the infrastructure type supply partners. And conversely, we found, you know, we find some of those other partners that used to just do the tin also moved into more the database and SQL and the tuning. So there's a bit of convergence. 
But I would have to say there's still a, a natural stop where in terms of what you're able to support. And that's primarily built on the skill sets. Yeah. Okay. And again, you know, just you know, labouring the point there, I suppose, is that barrier to entry. We have so many skills that need to be brought on board on the application side, which is going to be exactly the same on the networking side as well. You know, so uh, unless you want to get into a very broad managed services type organisation, which there, there are some, but very few around the globe, then effectively you're focused on your, your best skills and the best delivery. Would you say that the best services delivered, the best set of managed services have or are, are best delivered when the relationship is strongest? And, and what I mean by that is a lot of business is about the relationships you build with the individuals that you're working with, even from a customer side and partner side, uh, yep. particularly more so from a services point of view, where you've got to become ingrained within the business you're supporting. Would you say it's still quite a relationship-led service? It's all about relationships, to be honest, whether that's at the individual level, but I would also put relationships at the at the more generic business level and having a clear understanding of the, you know, the pain points potentially, but also the benefits you can bring. So, We've got very much gone into certain sectors, so retail, manufacturing, distribution, and we're now going to finance and public yeah. sector. But it's understanding the nuances. So you speak the language, you understand the potential challenges without having to be told, what does that mean to me as a customer? Uh, because we understand that industry, etc. So yeah, and it, and all that is about relationship. I mean, technology, yeah, that's important. Understanding how to fix something is important or keep the lights on. But actually being engaged with the client in a proactive way, then you need to be working with the client in, in as a relationship rather than just a technology partner for sure. Technology being installed is only one part of a successful project. How you support, manage and build upon it determines whether it adds value or not. This was a point Adrian often made in our chat, that it's the relationships you build that are key to success. Relationships with your organisation to ensure business buy-in and adoption. Relationships with partners to ensure the solution is aligned and implemented to address an organisational imperative. And with vendors like Microsoft, that relationship in particular opens the door to accessing more innovative technology approaches that solve a greater number of challenges, which can only be good for business. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Until next time, take care of yourselves.